from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Bomani Jones is the ultimate multitasker. A man who can can complete a sporkle list in the middle of doing a radio show. Bomani Jones joins us now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Bo, what's up, man? I mean, I've done crossword puzzles doing radio shows, too. <laughs> it's Look, man, I, I knew you were built different when you were knocking all these things out doing local radio. I'm like, no, nah, I can't do that. There's no way. The, I think the only thing I ever told you is, whatever you do, don't eat while you're on the radio. Yeah, I did that one time while interviewing Sidney Lowe. My bad. I was <laughs> like, I think I texted you, what are you eating? A muffin? I'm like, nah. Nah, 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 yeah, nah. It was a granola bar with a full wrapper. The wrapper did <laughs> Yeah, the, the wrapper gave you away, man. Absolutely yeah. did. Okay. So uh, this week, it's very interesting times in the New York Times this week. You, you, you got things started with an op-ed guest column on NIL, which you had talked about on Game Theory the previous week. And then here comes Notre Dame doubling down with what the, we cannot have employees. How do you feel about uh, what Notre Dame, uh, what Jack Swarbrick, the AD, and Father John Jenkins wrote about? And obviously last night, Charlie Baker, the new NCAA president, talking to CBS about the things that the NCAA is looking for going forward with congressional help. All right. Thing number one, weeks ago, we started talking to the times about me doing this column and running through, you know, what we had, um, you know, lined up for the show and something that might make a good Mm op-ed. Okay. Nobody told me nothing about them doing point counterpoint. Oh, okay. I, I didn't see that until the Notre Dame thing came up. I did think at least with their column, that they did attempt to provide solutions rather than simply just go boogeyman thing. But Mm -hmm. I do think they're right about this one thing. The fabric of college sports, as we view it, it is a little dicey, right? Like, as you recognize it, and you see this with the declining significance of the NCAA tournament, which I think has been done in really more than anything by the fact that you can just transfer whenever you want. I think the players should have the right to do so, but I also think it's bad for the overall sport. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean... Can you imagine that you ran – I mean, history has shown us this has been the case before, but can you imagine if you ran a business where you didn't have to pay people and now suddenly you did? Right, right. You'd be scared too. Yeah. And they and for years they've been screaming, we're broke, we're broke, we're broke, while they keep adding control staff, you know, uh, what they do with the uh, with the facilities and, and everything else. So I, I guess my question is, let's let's look five years from now or even maybe sooner than that. Can you envision a scenario where the SEC – says, you know what, we're not going to leave it up to the schools to make them employees. The workaround is you work for the SEC, you work for the conference, and there's basically a pay structure that takes place uh, working for the SEC. Can you envision a scenario like that? No, because they don't want to pay either. Okay. Like, I think the the term NCAA causes us some problems in the way that we evaluate the totality of the situation because I think that people have a tendency to look at it and think, well, once the NCAA lets schools pay players, then they'll all pay players. They're like, no, we're getting over over here. We don't want to do this at all. So I think the scenario you'll point out could be interesting, and if I were them, that would absolutely be the thing I'd want to do. Now, where that gets to be fun is – that is when the world of trades would become possible. <laughs> right? Yes. Like if you work for the conference, then you could be traded within the conference in line with the reality that players work for the league more than they work for the team. 
I think I think what we're the word we're looking for is allocated. You end up yeah. being allocated to like, oh, here's this Vanderbilt player that looks well, pretty legit. Yeah, Let's well, allocate him. Would there be compensation like Premier League soccer style, essentially? So yeah. instead of you know losing just your best player to as a farm system, well, you, you'll be compensated. Well, the know. problem that I feel like it all comes, is going to ultimately come down to with that is. If somebody dope is at Vanderbilt, we're going to get you somewhere with a higher return. Right. Yeah. Right. But then but, again, Vanderbilt, not my, but, because at some point, somebody's going to get kicked out of one of these leagues, yeah. too. So there is yeah. that. What we're saying, though, is it would not It would behoove the ACC to be the first conference to be like, no, we are going to make them employees. Because you're never going to close the financial gap with the SEC and the Big Ten. You're never going to. You're not going to close the financial gap, and you're never going to close the reputational gap. And I think that for the ACC in a lot of ways is the hardest thing for them to overcome. Like, for example, like you look at the schools and where they're set. It makes no sense that State and Carolina, nobody's won the conference in four years. Right. None. Like, this is just kind of an entrenched situation as to where, you know, as to where they are. And so, to me, in a lot of ways, some schools, like the SEC, as much as everybody talks about how great the SEC is, there are other schools in that conference will never win the SEC ever, or in a couple of cases again, but never. The schools that came into the SEC in the last 30 years, none of them have won the conference. I think between them, they have something like two or three championship game appearances. Mm -hmm. They're just who they are. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. And happy to have all the money. South Carolina is the prime example. Yeah. Yeah, but they're happy to have the money, but I swear they'd be having way more fun in the ACC. Oh, trust me, Bo. I think they should have an irate conference with South Carolina, West Virginia, NC State, Tennessee, <laughs> Throw Maryland ECU, App State, Maryland, and just let them all play. And so what if you don't make money? Your fan base would just be so mad, and they would be so happy to beat the other irate teams. It would be ridiculous. But to me, the best example on that is Arkansas leaving the Southwest Conference for the SEC, which made all the sense in the world at the time. But once the Big 12 came around, Arkansas would be so much better off, no matter what the money says, if they were if they had stayed and played in the Big Twelve. Well, on the on the micro level, to tie it to basketball, look at the Big East, right? Big East has had a week because of some of the coaching changes. You know, Rick Pitino's at St. John's. Ed Cooley uh, does the interconference transfer from Providence to Georgetown, and I, I not that I envy the Big East as an ACC observer. But they know what they're about, and they've got like-minded schools that care about basketball. And unfortunately for the ACC, you have this mix of football-playing schools that want to run with the big boys and some private schools that would be perfectly happy playing basketball and basketball only. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the big ACC problem is all the private schools. Yes. Yeah, and all the private schools and all the smart schools. All, and, they, and they're benefiting from the television deal because they know that whatever television deal you get somewhere else would never be as good as what the ACC has. Meanwhile, Clemson and Florida State, like, we need more money. And North Carolina, too. But obviously, that's not going to work out that way. But Monty Jones joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, new episode of Game Theory tonight. Switching things over to the NFL, uh, it's been, look, David Tepper, at the very least, got the Panthers to be front and center by moving up to number one. David Tepper loves being the topic of conversation. And they're at the various pro days. They started out with uh, with C.J. Stroud and then Bryce Young and then Will Levis today. And I think, well, Joe, you were very much – you saw Bryce Young in a backpack, a big old yeah. jacket. It's not the height. He had like a hoodie and a backpack on and a bow, and I, I hate not to be the that height, guy, man. but I'm like, where's the franchise quarterback in this picture? I, I couldn't figure out which one it was supposed to be. It's the frame. It's, it's, it's the, the frame. Bryce, it's yeah, the yeah. Bryce Young frame that I can see why people have a problem with it. 
No, I don't. I think, I think that people have a general tendency, especially with sports, to think that we know more than the people who actually do this. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, especially in a world where most of you fellas wish you were a little bit taller. <laughs> why, 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 why do I got to take a stray, dude? Come on. What did I do? I, didn't, I, mean, I, I meant the big you. I wasn't I talking see. about okay. you, you. Okay. You know, but I mean. I'm still taller than Gold and Gilio, so I got that going for me. That is fair. That is that is fair. But um, and you're on the list of taller than people think. Um, <laughs> fair. Sneaky. But yeah, but but I think people did, if 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 short quarterbacks were a thing that could work, you would see more of them because there's so many more short people. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like yo, if a five ten guard could work in basketball, you'd see more of them because they'd be so much easier to find. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, him being five foot ten is a thing. Now, the thing for him is, of course, is that he is able to navigate very well as such, and his demonstrated ability to do it. He might be able to, but yes, it is a demerit. There is no place in football where being small is better. Ever. He's also not ultra athletic, Bo. So He's not a runner. On the athleticism, because I think that's an important point. Because I think two guys that I think about under this heading, um, Johnny Manziel and Baker Mayfield, were college athletic. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's so a difference. They be, yeah, they could be what it was for college athletics, but they're not pro athletic. And so now this ability to move a little bit is literally just the ability to move a little bit. But I think the young is a better passer than both of them are. I in think a way he's more that accurate they, for sure. Yes. Yeah, he's more accurate. I think he's smarter too. Right, straight up, yeah, he's it, been Nick Saban turned that thing over to him, and yeah. it was that's it. That was his team for three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess the question is, how athletic is he vis-a-vis to Russell Wilson? Which I think I, is, I think he's less athletic. He's than not. Russell. Athletic. I don't think uh, Russ was a straight up runner uh, until Seattle was like, "Hey, don't do that anymore." And now Russ doesn't cool. run, and I'm like, "Russ, hey, buddy, your ticket in the NFL was you could run and extend plays and pick up third downs, and now you can't. So what what is your well, value?" But when I think of O'Brien era Russell, it's much more extending plays than running. Because yeah. you remember that yes. first game where he took the knee to the head against South Carolina, yep. and it was like, yo, you might not want to do this. You might want to chill out with this little buddy. Yeah. Yeah, but then we also thicker, saw him, But he was so much thicker, was thicker. and wider and stronger yeah, than, was, than yeah, what we see in Bryce Young. Right, and that's the thing. So I, I would be apprehensive about – I mean, remember – in this league, somebody took Baker Mayfield number one in a draft that had yeah. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Listen, it, I don't it, think that's going to happen again. Yeah, you talked about how smaller quarterbacks, there's so many more of them. And I think what what's Bryce Young's knock right now isn't necessarily who Bryce Young is. It's the recent failures of Kyler Murray. It's the mm-hmm. recent injury issues of Tua Tagovailoa. Those are the two things that are I think are hurting him the most. Yeah, I'd say let's be very careful about the idea that Kyler Murray is a failure because he had no, one no, no, bad. not failure. I'm saying the injury issues with oh, Murray, the it, injury issues with Tungavailoa. These are got two it. smaller quarterbacks, smaller frames, who are having trouble staying on the field. Yes, I'm with you there. And Murray is also a much more solidly built yeah. player mm-hmm. Mighty Mouse. than Young yeah. is. But Monty Jones... Game Theory, HBO. All Bryce, right. Bryce Young is Drew Brees. And I don't, I mean, I know we're not allowed yeah. to compare no, black no, quarterbacks no. and white quarterbacks. Can't do it. But that's who Bryce Can't Young is. Not allowed. He's a crazy, accurate, crazy, smart quarterback. And is he willing to spend the rest of his life making his neck as long as it possibly can be? <laughs> like, between the neck stuff and Drew Brees living his career on his tippy toes. Like, everything he did to make this work is low-key amazing. <laughs> What do we got coming up on Game Theory tonight? 
Tonight we are going to take a look at how the NCAA tournament has blown it with uh, how they. I mean, the NCAA has blown it with how they handled the NCAA tournament. Uh, we will also talk about the World Baseball Classic and uh, Michael Jordan selling the Hornets. We have an idea about to whom he should sell. Oh, okay, I'm 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 looking forward to that, and I'm I'm guessing any. Any cameos I should look forward to? I wasn't expecting Hitman last week. Any other cameos? <laughs> no, I think we out of cameos. Okay. I think we are out of cameos, but I do think we have a very entertaining show. Very cool. We'll uh, we'll be watching it. All right, Bo. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. All right, baby. Good. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money. 